0: Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Good afternoon, Zinger Nation. My name is Logan Ross, and this is Moon or Bust, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. Uh, live from Benzinga headquarters back in downtown Detroit, Michigan. Uh, Today, we'll be talking about the ongoing crypto regulatory battle, uh, the NFT mania. We'll be interviewing the creator of Doge Beans Coffee uh, and comparing some hot cryptos head-to-head uh, analyzing the sectors of the market and the competition that exists in each of those sectors. So get your popcorn, load up your MetaMask, grab your cup of Doge beans coffee because it's about to go down. I am joined today by DeFi developer himself, Brian Moore. How are you doing today, Brian?
1: Doing good. Doing good.
0: Glad to hear. It. And we also have Master of Margin, Ryan Makshack McNamara. How's your portfolio <laughs> looking today, man? It's looking hot. How about yours? It's doing well. Uh, it's looking looking pretty green, so I am happy. Cannot complain. Um, Ryan, do you have your light on? You're looking a little bit dark over there. The light is on. Uh, I can adjust it if you need me to.
1: Yeah, we're going to need that. Um, sure. right Show. Ro-
0: right Rohan's now. heading over to, to help you out real quick. Sounds good. Um, but uh, Well, that is going on. I want everyone to go down there and smash the like button to let YouTube know that moon or bust is where it's at. We got some crazy crypto knowledge coming at you this episode. So, so stick around, stay tuned, smash the like button. Uh, and, and while you're down there, drop a comment about the crypto projects you're looking at this week. Um, at the end, we'll do a segment called moon or bust where we will review them and give them a moon or bust rating. Uh, Also, I want to point out the first link in the description below is the Benzinga Crypto separate YouTube channel where you can get just those crypto clips, the most valuable pieces of content from Moon or Bust. You don't want to miss it. So sub to the channel. Um, It takes two seconds. And then also join the Telegram if you want 25% off on your Moon or Bust swag. You can see Brian's ETH hat right there looking crispy. Got the Moon or Bust mob logo on the side embroidered. It's fancy. It's fancy. You know it. Uh, And you can get 25% off by joining the Telegram. So uh, with that out of the way, let's see, last thing, make sure to connect with us on Twitter. If we don't get to talk about your crypto project today, uh, shoot us a DM and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Our handles are right there. Boom. Okay, so first up for news today, we have the the infrastructure bill, um, which has been held up by crypto regulation. So a little bit of background. Um, This is from Senate.gov, by the way. So there's this um, amendment by Senators Wyden, Loomis, and Toomey um, that would clarify the digital asset reporting requirements. So uh, I'm going to read a direct quote from from Senate.gov. The Senator's amendment would clarify that uh, brokers mean only those persons who conduct transactions on exchanges where consumers buy, sell, and trade digital assets and does not require information reporting from persons who engage in mining, staking, uh, selling hardware or software that individuals may use to control a private key, developing digital assets or their corresponding protocols for use by other persons. Um, so, so basically, there was some uh, unclear language uh, in the crypto portion of the bill that would require miners, stakers, um, you know, developers of these decentralized protocols to report tax information to the SEC, um, which is which is entirely unfeasible. It's entirely impractical, and it would bog down the crypto. Uh, innovation it would cut off billions and billions of dollars of of the new market that's just developing Uh, it would make the US late to the game it it would make them late in digital assets and in the digital economy Uh, and and, you know it really it's it's not good for anyone so The Democrats objected to any further amendments, according to Ted Cruz yesterday, so that Wyden Loomis amendment won't be voted on. However, um, just an hour ago, Senator Rob Portman from Ohio uh, tweeted out saying he's pleased to announce Senators Warren Toomey, uh, uh, Sinema, Loomis, and I have reached an agreement on an amendment to clarify IRS reporting rules for crypto transactions without curbing innovation or imposing information reporting requirements on stakers, miners, and other non-brokers. This is huge. This is exactly what we've been looking for. Uh, and if um, it looks like this is a bipartisan agreement that's going on now, so hopefully we will be able to get this passed. Uh, Ryan, I know you've been keeping up to date with the situation a little bit. Um, well, how, how does this uh, I don't know if you've heard this this news from the Ohio senator yet that I just told you about. Um, But what are your thoughts on the situation in general?
2: Yeah, so I haven't heard of that news. I think that's some really good news that you just pointed out, Logan. Um, I've been watching the live streams here and there uh, of the Senate, and it doesn't seem like their intention is to be taxing or requiring reporting for these miners and these decentralized protocols. Frankly, I think it would be too hard to do anyways. It wouldn't be something that they could enforce. Um, So I think that the focus really is on brokers here, and I think that's the way it should be. Um. So whether or not we vote on a, an amendment like this, I, I think regardless, will be okay. And I think this was actually almost a good thing for the cryptocurrency industry, not the regulation itself, but almost like the marketing that came from it. Because we yeah. saw big names. We saw Elon Musk. We saw Kathy Wood. We saw a lot of these people go on Twitter and talk about how basically the U.S. could ruin crypto by doing this and how it's basically in the early stages like the Internet was. You know, so many people are comparing it to the early days of the Internet now. And I think that gets people excited. I think that's almost like a good marketing thing for cryptocurrency. And if I had to guess, that's probably why the prices were going up. I'd agree.
1: Yeah, they, I, I hear that everywhere. That it's the new internet, it's a new wave, and people are trying to like race to regulate it or take control and everything. But guess what? Guess you can't. You just nope. you can't regulate it. I mean, you you can put in some stops, but it, it's it's for the people decentralized.
0: Yeah, and like obviously the US can do some regulation and they can require any US-based operations uh to comply with their SEC regulations, which would really hinder usage uh a- as a US citizen, as a US customer. Um, So they can do something, um, but obviously they can't stop the
2: protocol. It's decentralized. And they're not trying to either, you know, hashtag don't kill crypto is trending. It's not necessarily that they're trying to kill anything or even restrict usage of certain protocols. It's really about taxing cryptocurrency at the end of the day. Right. Which, which will be a
0: positive thing that the more money the government is making for it, the more supportive they'll be of the industry. Um, And, you know, any, all, all regulation will um, lead to less speculation, right? So. Once the government uh, has set their rules for it, that eliminates that speculation from the market and that risk as well. Um, so I think that long term regulation is probably a good thing. Um, you know, it was, it, the least amount possible would be great, um, but we'll just have to see what's going on. It's it, like like Ryan and Brian O'Brien said, um, it's being compared to the early stages of the Internet. So it's, it's still very young. Um, OK, that is the update on that. Now we'll move over to a market update. Uh, Ryan, do you want to start this off for us?
2: Yeah, actually, Brian or Logan, I'd prefer if you guys started off. I'll pull up Trading View. We'll get that going. Uh, I mean, yeah, w- well, Bitcoin over forty
1: six thousand this morning. Um, ETF back over thirty one, pushing thirty two. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it is now, but it was. And I mean, we're just rocking. We are out where we got our socks off. We're rocking it. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. doing a little happy dance. I know that. Um, We're going to end, I think that we've been building up for this moment for what the past two months about uh, getting to altcoin summer, but also getting into back into the bull run. We, what each one of us said happened, you know, I mean, that's, that's pretty big too. We said it's going to trade sideways, go a little bit, go a little bit. We don't know exactly when, and then once more regulation, once the government and more stuff keeps happening like it has been. We're going to hit that bull run and we're going to go back up to 60K BTC, maybe in 5000 ETH. I mean, it's limitless what's happening. The one thing that I was wrong on is the NFT market is now booming again. Um, I thought it was ridiculous. Thought it was crazy that uh, mm-hmm. you know when people sold the sixty million dollar NFT, which was you know a pretty cool art piece of artwork. But I was like, there's you know this the art's going to die, but NFTs are going to stay and going to change the world. Now it's all about the profile pics, all about the pudgy penguins, all about the CryptoPunks. Mm-hmm. I mean.
0: Mm-hmm
1: it's ridiculous amount of money. Some of things these things are going for. The question is, is it going to hold its value over time or is it just another bubble? And where, you know, after that huge sell, you know, it kind of fall off. I don't think crypto is going anywhere. I think crypto, we're going to stay on the trajectory that we are. NFTs, I think we got a little bit more ways to go because people are really getting into it. Now it's not all about the ICO anymore. It's not all about the token you're offering on the Binance Smart Chain with dividends or whatever you're doing. Now it's about creating the next new collectible.
2: So, mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? And this is we really, like the second biggest phenomenon really in, in DeFi. You know, we had DeFi on Ethereum and now we have NFTs. And, you know, some people say that NFTs could get bigger than DeFi. And I mean, I wouldn't argue against that. I think it's a much, much more simple concept than DeFi. And I think a lot more people can get in. And I mean, the value proposition really is just to flex on Twitter, you know, hopefully it goes (laughs) up in value. It's kind of like, it is kind of like a bubble and I I expect it will eventually crash, but I mean, who knows when that's gonna be. Definitely a bubble, but yeah, I, I agree. So we'll talk about some
0: NFTs in a second here, but Ryan, why don't you tell us what these lines you're drawing in the sand
2: are? Sure. So I actually I drew these lines a few months back once we came here and kind of leveled out for a few weeks and I said, I think we'll be trading between 30k to 42k and you know, we did that for a while. We got this big run up right up to around $42,000 and that's when I really started getting interested. You know, we're at this point of resistance. Are we going to break it? Let's see what happens and we ended up hitting it, going down, but then we retested it and came up above. Uh, So I personally think this is very exciting. I'm still going to be watching this upper bound. You know, maybe we can come down and hit this upper bound around Mm $42,000. And if that's a new support, I think we're broken out of this range, which would be phenomenal in my opinion. I mean, we could go down, break it, and hopefully, you know, get back on our feet and start going towards all-time highs closer to the end of the year. Um, I mean, we've seen this huge move up in what now, maybe two, three weeks. And we've gone up like 50% from $30,000 to $45,000. Um, so I don't know if this is sustainable, guys. I mean, 50% in that short amount of time. I mean, we saw it drop 50% in about the same amount of time. So it's definitely possible to keep going up. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if some people start taking profits right around this forty-five dollars to $50,000 range. We'll see how high we can go. And then let's try and test this $42,000 range as support and then continue higher. Hopefully Uh, Logan, you have any hot takes on the market right now or what these candlesticks might be saying to you?
0: I'm mostly in agreement with your position. I think that w- what we really want to look for right now is holding that 42 level as support. So, um, you know, we, m- we might go up to 50 before we crash back down there. Um, but I do expect us to see 42 pretty soon here. Uh, and that's where the battle is really going to happen. So if we can hold that 42 line, uh, especially for a week or two uh, and, and, you know, really turn it into support, then it- it's straight up from there. Um, that is when you know, we'll get that bullish confirmation that we're broken out of that zone that we were stuck in, uh, and the bull market can officially resume. It is back on it. And it's not until we hold that level of support that I will say bull market resumed officially. Brian, what do you think?
1: I mean, uh, yeah, I agree with both of you. There's not really too much more to add on that. Uh, I, I like the way the, the chart, the pattern of the chart is too, because it is matching the way we build up to that huge run. I don't remember exactly what, uh, do you guys remember exactly what kicked off the last uh, run where we went to 60? Do you guys remember, like, I I know there was a few things in the works. I think there was an upgrade to uh, Bitcoin itself, uh, the protocols, but I don't remember exactly what the huge push was that brought everything to the all time highs.
2: I think it was Elon Musk announcing that Tesla had Bitcoin on the balance sheet. I think yeah. that happened right early January, kind of around this point right. in time here. Mm-hmm. And then we got this big shoot up. We saw other companies add Bitcoin to the balance sheet. And then we saw here, you know, the, over here we had the RSI decline. You know, we weren't putting in much yeah. more all time highs. You know, we were going higher, but barely, you know, from here. We hit 57 and then we hit, you know, around 61. So like $4,000 more than the all time high. And then we went down and we tested again and we went up to about 64. So, you know, it, you could tell the strength was kind of declining here. You know, it's not going parabolic. It's kind of just leveling off. You know, people were saying Wyckoff accumulation here. And then once Tesla said that Bitcoin's bad for the environment, we're not accepting it. And then that China FUD kind of caused some of this crash to happen. Yeah,
1: uh, I was looking for the 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 elon musk and um his twitter and everything which i think is kind of cool because look at what we're doing now we're not crypto is not reliant on one person's tweets or anything because i don't Mm -hmm. think if even if he said we're not ever going to take bitcoin again i don't think that's going to have as much as impact it did as it did like four or five months ago which is really awesome I, i really like that we're it's starting to hold its own shape Ethereum's breaking out from Bitcoin, which, you know, we've all been a stack about it and we're crypto nerds. So I guess it excites us, but hopefully excites the people watching, too, because you you see that Ethereum break. And now all these other DeFi altcoins and everything are finally getting that traction they need. Like BAT, BAT, is up over 70 cents again, and it's been down below 50. It's been the 50, 45 range. For months, and we're finally seeing that, and hopefully it goes over above a dollar. You know, we're seeing all of this cool stuff happening, and I mean, hopefully people are getting making some money on their
0: investments. I know, I know, I am. If you're in JPEGs, you definitely are. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, so what's up, Jason? What's up, Alexa? Nice to see y'all. Um, I want to ask for some uh, additional clarification on, on this comment here from Mellow uh, and this one from Colo. If you could. Uh, Give us your tick. Oh, there's already tickers. Um, Okay, so we'll get to those at the end during Moon or Bust. Um, But Ryan, I just wanted to, I was going to ask you what that chart you just had up. That was the ETH BTC pair, right? Yeah, it was ETH BTC. All right. Uh, Maybe we'll have to do that next time. Um, we're gonna get to this Doge Beans interview in just a few seconds here, but I do uh, want to talk about NFTs a little bit. So last week, uh, I think it was last Friday, um, I told you guys that I had purchased this pudgy penguin. Uh, I did not know about them until Thursday morning. Ryan goes, "Hey, you should check out this NFT project." I said, "Oh, that looks cool. I'll just like toss a little bit." I had some ETH sitting in my MetaMask, so I, you know, I picked up this one for 0.17. Um, you can see my, my my transaction here. I was like, "Man, $500 for a picture <clears> of a penguin." this is this it's probably gonna hurt i'm probably gonna regret it uh and and now we have the price floor is at like 0.8 eth and i'm sitting on some half an eth offers for this dumb little penguin i mean this cute little penguin Uh, (laughs) looks
2: (laughs) rare yeah looks rare looks 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 rare rare. so
0: that's got got to be worth something and Uh, now i've been on the hunt
2: for these
1: i've been on the hunt for the next new project i've spent hours over the weekend on my phone and we are looking for new projects. So if you guys have anybody watching has new crypto projects, you want to do tweet at me at more Brian. Just let me know. Let me jump into something. Let me, let me get my hands on a little goods. You know Mm. that one uh, earlier today, one of the pudgy penguins is bought for 0.0475 ETH 11 days ago. And this morning, Sold for twenty nine point six nine ETH. That's ninety three
2: thousand freaking dollars
0: mm-hmm. in
2: one hundred fifty dollars investment. Nonetheless, shoe buddy in eleven days.
1: I will. I will throw all my money into it. Just whatever. <laughs> Don't
2: tell my wife so, so,
1: where
0: it's happening. The Sorry, price has the running up on the penguins like crazy. Uh, so shout out Ryan for putting me on to this one, man. Hey, it's cute. Uh, okay. it, it is cute. They're they're pudgy. What more could you ask for? Um, so, are there any are there any other projects, NFT projects, we want to look at? Um,
2: How about uh, yeah, twenty four px? I put on there. I've yeah. seen a lot of hype on this on Twitter. I um, haven't actually. Yeah, I haven't looked into it too much. I know that the founder is anonymous. You, you know, they're calling him the Satoshi Nakamoto of NFTs because he yeah. he doesn't have an identity. Um, but essentially what these things are, they're kind of like cool cats, kind of like CryptoPunks because they're pixelated. It's a generative NFT project like a lot of these are. Um, so for those of you guys who don't know what generative NFTs are, it's essentially it's minted on the blockchain through an algorithm and each different NFT has its own properties. So whether that's the background color for pudgy penguins or like a monocle, a crown, uh, what they're wearing, you know, they all have different rarities and that's what actually makes up the NFT. Um, so if you click on one, you can actually see the different rarities, the different properties that it has. and And you can also see what it last sold for to kind of get an idea of the market. Yeah, let's check this one out. looks rare. It's 24 it looks, PX. 0.87 so E. All- let's see if I have enough
0: in here. Oh, I got 0.03 E. Too rich for your blood. I am broke. Um, okay, let's check out the properties. So this has a two. See, I okay, told so you it looks rare. It does. It <laughs> looks right really right. rare. 2% have well, this down, have a a, a tan beard. 1% have a green visor. Uh, And and I was kind of shocked by this 0.01% trait, Um, but that's just the ID. So obviously all of those are going to be one of one.
2: So I I have a tip for you guys using rarity traits. You got to make sure like what trait you're looking at is actually that percent, right? Because say that you have a hat that's 5% rarity and you think, you know, maybe that's kind of rare, but what happens if there's like five different color hats and each one is 5%, then all of a sudden a quarter of them have a hat um, and something else you should be looking at is how cool it actually looks. Like, is this something that other people would want? Like, for example, mm. with CryptoPunks, the hoodies go for hundreds of thousands of dollars, and it's not one of the rarest traits. It just l- simply looks cool. So you kind of have to have a good medium, but like between does it look cool? Is it something people might want like that arrow through the head? That's pretty cool. You know, maybe that'll go for more, um, but it also has to be to some degree rare. It can't be a common trait as well. So you kind of have to balance those things out. Kind of see, you know, does the, does the NFT go together? Like say there's a guy with a sombrero and a poncho, you know, there was a mm-hmm. there was a pudgy penguin I saw the other day that had a sombrero and a poncho. It got swiped up in like one minute. Um, those two traits aren't super rare; they're maybe three or four percent each. But having them together, it's kind of like a theme, and, and it could be more coveted in the future. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so definitely don't just base the NFT purchases you buy on the rarities, but actually, you know, will people want this in the future? Yeah,
0: I think these guys are pretty cool. I might I might pick one up. I did after too. I'm show. thinking about
2: getting one. <laughs> Yeah, they're so pretty cheap, too. Another good thing to look at when you look at a project is the number of holders. If that's increasing, like Pudgy Penguins has been increasing a lot lately. Mm -hmm. That's a really good sign because that shows you that a lot of different people own this project, which means, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll probably be putting them on Twitter as their profile picture to market. And also there aren't as many whales that way if a lot of people own it. So there's probably less sell pressure for those NFTs. Great, great tips there, Ryan.
0: Thank you so much. Okay, so uh, that is it for our market update today, which means it is time for the Doge Beans interview. Uh, I don't know. I don't think think we got Rohan, but... uh, Okay, so I would like to welcome to the stream Andrew from Doge Beans. How are you doing today, Andrew?
3: Hey, Logan. I'm doing well. How about yourself?
0: Doing great, man. I'm feeling good. Market's up. Uh, I don't know how Doge is doing today. Do you know?
3: Yeah, I think last time Doge- I checked, Doge was sitting around like 25, 26 cents.
1: Hell, it was twenty percent over the weekend.
2: Yeah, there was one yeah, day it no, pumped like crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, what we'd love it, to see. It, it, so it's,
3: it's, it's been really great.
0: So Andrew, can you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and how you got started with Doge Beans Coffee?
3: So um, uh, I, I got started with uh, Doge Beans because uh, I was part of the uh, original the coffee shop that we had before. We had a traditional brick and mortar called Seventy Eight Coffee Co. Uh, at the beginning of or at the end of last year, we had uh, COVID kind of shut down our cafe and we saw a lot less of the traffic. So we had to pack it in and just focus on wholesale coffee for a little bit. Um, and then in January, I had some doge and I kind of saw how this was all progressing. And I was part of that first pump. Um, I caught it right under a cent and then sold it, sold a majority of it. Not all that seven cents thinking I was a genius and I had seven X my money. And uh, only to watch it later to go up to, you know, 75 cents. So I definitely underestimated the power of the uh, Dogecoin in the community. Um, and then uh, I started looking around and, and uh, I, you know, with all the new Doge that I had, I was looking at spending it. And um, I was looking for coffee because I'm, I'm big into coffee and I wanted to see what we could find in coffee. And uh, so I, I couldn't find a coffee subscription. And I was like, man, this would be really cool if, if maybe we could start up and do a coffee subscription for people that want, you know, specialty coffee that they can buy with Dogecoin. So we launched Doge Beans um, uh, secretly as like a viral marketing kind of campaign. And, uh, and needless to say, it's gone really well. And at this point, we're actually in the process of completely rebranding to, uh, to Doge Beans Coffee from 78 Coffee Co. So it's been really exciting. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of our, our journey from uh, start to finish
0: very cool so you guys sent in a couple products we have this insanely cool the ceo greg coffee bean right here i don't know if it's going to be able to focus on that but you could it's got greg on it i promise maybe when i put it back down you could see a little bit better there we go um but could you tell us about the rest uh, of doge beans product offerings
3: yeah no absolutely so we you know we roast specially coffee that's the thing that we're really focused on and we accept you know uh, dogecoin along with other cryptocurrencies but um we're in the process that we've, we've switched over our branding so now we have uh some new stuff. So we got uh, our uh, first espresso. This is our Moonfuel espresso. I'm gonna try and get that in the frame. Um, so this nice. is our one of our new coffees that we just launched uh, for a lot of people that are looking for it espresso. Um, mm-hmm. It's great with uh, with like um, milk and uh, like espresso based beverages like cappuccinos and lattes. But it also works great on its own as a good brew. Um, and then we have uh, a new subscription that we've launched called the Roasters Choice. And so this is one of those coffees that you can get on it. It's our Ethiopia Yerga Chef. Um, that one is uh, is available where you can set up a subscription that you can pay for using your cryptocurrency, and then we can send you new uh, new coffees that we get that we're excited about that we you know that uh, you get to try. You can set it to every two weeks or every four weeks that you can get a new bag of coffee. Uh, so it's for some of the subscriptions that we offer. So pretty excited
0: about it. That's very cool. So um, I'm guessing most of your sales volume is online right now, considering your cafe is closed. Um, but you guys are looking to open that up later this year, correct?
3: Yes, we are. So we're uh, we're looking to open up uh, a cafe for um, uh, we, we have, you know, we still have that cafe space that um, that we had before, um, but trying to repurpose it and get it ready for uh, for doing something like this is going to be really fun. Part of the rebrand. Is, it's been really, really exciting. And so, yeah, we have uh, we have some targets in mind. We we're hoping to make the, the best that we can and make the, the Doge community proud. In the meantime, we are doing pop ups around our city here in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. We're doing a lot of pop-ups to kind of get the word out. We're doing some collaborations with other businesses like Gravely Brewing. Um, We're going to be launching uh, a coffee and beer collaboration with them in the next couple of weeks. And then we're proud to sponsor the Lew City FC, which is like the local pro soccer team here in Louisville. Um, They have a giant stadium downtown, and then they have a a training academy. And we sponsor the training academy, uh, and we're really proud of that. And uh, so we're making a big splash locally as well as our online business.
2: Very cool. So Andrew, do you actually have a background in cryptocurrency or did you start as a coffee shop owner and then you went on to accept Dogecoin? Um, and I, I'm also interested to, to know whether or not uh, you accept other cryptocurrencies other than Doge and also uh, what got you exposed to Doge? You know, how did you find out about Doge in the first place?
3: So I've known about cryptocurrency for a while. That's a great question, by the way. I've known, uh, known about cryptocurrency for a while. I've had friends that uh, that were really into Bitcoin mining pretty early on and uh And so, and they're all doing great and like Ethereum mining and the whole deal. So I I had friends that were in it, um, but I'd never really gotten into, I knew what it was and, um, and was familiar with it. But uh, Dogecoin was definitely, um, so back in 2018, I had some Bitcoin and and Ethereum and, um, and kind of played around with it. But then uh, I kind of stepped out of the space because I didn't understand it. And then Dogecoin, um, I I bought it because I saw, you know, hey, it's, it's pumping at under a cent and. You know, I got, you know, um, some spending money that I can just kind of throw into this and I saw it. And then so then I saw how it pumped and then I saw the community behind it. And that's really what got me into it. Um, And then, you know, obviously, like Dogecoin, you know, while while, you know, it doesn't have smart contracts or any of these other things that everyone kind of um, um, makes a big deal of with some of the other cryptos, it's it's great with its transaction speed. And it's a great, like, because of the community, it's a great on-ramp into crypto in general. Just getting to understand what blockchain is and how it works. And the fact that you can buy, you know, right now you can buy, you know, five Dogecoin for uh, like a twenty-five ish And so people, you know, it's, it's nice that people have it and they can spend it. You're seeing a lot of utility with that that uh, it's a great on-ramp into it. So I, I knew about crypto, but now I'm really fascinated with blockchain tech in general. So I'm thinking of what are ways that we can use this uh, in the coffee industry. You know, if you think about supply chain with...
0: Well, Oh, and there he goes. Uh, he, he told me earlier that he was on his phone. Uh, so maybe he's having some connection issues, but hopefully he'll be right back. In the meantime uh if you're just tuning in we have the doge beans coffee interview going on right now uh we just did we did news earlier you can rewind to that Uh, we did a market update with btc eth and nfts uh and a little bit later we'll be doing the uni versus sushi swap debate uh and so you want to stay tuned for that stick around and smash the like button to let us know you're excited Uh, i see andrew is back uh in in the backstage room so welcome back andrew you got cut off there um you were just talking yeah, about, talk about that. Uh, all good now yeah so i'm gonna
3: try and move closer to my router
1: all that coffee's blocking his right
0: wi-fi
3: um, <laughs> that's, that's the problem yeah ah. that's what it is so i'm gonna just get closer that way. no but um so we're we're looking into um you know different ways that like blockchain tech can impact um you know the coffee industry and uh
0: <laughs> oh jeez oh geez Rick oh um, shit. So, so there's so it's many okay. ways that well, we can blockchain can... <laughs> oh man well we can Black- do we can just talk about some
1: other stuff okay so we're doing uni swap and versus sushi swap we'll also do a couple other head-to-heads for real life cases for our boy um
0: oh grab name welcome back andrew Hey, guys.
3: Sorry. I'm, I'm right here next to the router. We, we just had a storm here in Louisville, so I'm thinking maybe that's what's going on. But um, I might just have to try doing this off of data. Uh, so I apologize. Um, no worries. But, but the, other, the other cryptos that we do accept and um, uh, that, that we're a uh, part of, so we accept, obviously, Dogecoin. We also have uh, Ethereum. Um, we uh, accept Litecoin, Bitcoin, and then uh, uh, BAT. You mentioned BAT earlier. Uh, that's that's one of my favorites personally, and so I was like, we got to make a way to, to be able to accept the, the brave attention token.
2: Mm-hmm. So if I had to guess, most people are using Doge when it comes to cryptocurrency to buy your coffee.
3: Absolutely. Oh, and we also accept some stable coins like Dai and USDC. Okay. But yes, um, we're seeing primarily the um, the the majority of transactions are coming in with Doge, and I think we attribute a lot of that just because of our branding. We're Doge, means. of course,
0: right? But we are seeing some
3: transactions with uh, with ETH. As well as uh, with um, uh, die, and I haven't gotten any Bitcoin to be completely honest. Um, <laughs> I've gotten any Bitcoin, but I've gotten Ethereum, die, and Doge, and and I have gotten one transaction with that.
2: <laughs> cool.
0: I'm curious so, what's your what's the proportion? Sorry, Ryan, to cut you off. What's the no, proportion of like USD fiat payments to crypto payments?
3: So uh, it varies. It varies each week, but I would say uh-huh. um, on, on average for the so for the month of July, we actually saw like 25 to 30% of our transactions were in cryptocurrency. Wow. So it, it's, it's pretty fantastic. Like, and that I, like, from what I understand, that's, that's a pretty high volume of mm-hmm. uh, cryptocurrency transactions. Um, and that's, that's just on the, the Doge Bean side. So we, we have a wholesale business where um, we we provide office copy and all that. So obviously we're getting a majority of our uh, a lot of our payments are coming in through some of the wholesale side and a lot of, you know, mo- the majority of that's uh, obviously fiat and USD. But mm-hmm. um, but for, uh, when it comes to like the uh, the e-commerce and what we're doing, it's it's been around 25, 25 to 30 percent.
2: Very cool. That's really good. So how does the Dogecoin brand actually help small businesses achieve a competitive advantage over larger corporations? Because I, I saw that on your website. I thought that was a pretty interesting point you had. Yeah,
3: no. I think the, the cool thing about Dogecoin is, um, you know, obviously this is a this is a very community driven cryptocurrency, and um, and so you know you see a lot of this um, in in the marketplace. And I think I think about you know like our story, and there are many stories like ours of businesses that struggled during the pandemic, and um, and you know with at least here in the states, you know, some of the civil unrest that happened, and and so it's like a lot of businesses are kind of just you know really struggling. And something like this with Dogecoin—it's fun. It's got a lot of community behind it, and it's an easy to understand crypto. It doesn't have the doesn't have a whole lot of you know extra things attached to it. It's and it's something that I think that businesses, as they attach it, uh, t- attach themselves to it. Not necessarily with the branding like we did. Of course, that's there's always room for more. But but as businesses you know start to accept something like Dogecoin, it's fun that people get excited about. I think that it it really gives us an edge. Cause a lot of people are saying, you know, Amazon accept Doge or, you know, all these other giant corporations, you know, like let's start accepting uh, dogecoin Doge and And that, that's fine. And that's great. But I think right now, while we're still kind of early in this technology, I think it's great for small businesses to jump on board and see this thing grow, be a part of the community. People want to support each other. We've gotten so many great um, uh, people that have supported us. Uh, we've gotten people that have tipped us, that have sent us stuff saying, Hey, I'd love to buy some, some uh, coffee that you can do a giveaway with. I mean, the community is everywhere, and, and so strong and amazing. And I just think that it it just small businesses. It gives them an edge and gives them a leg up that have been battered during the pandemic. And especially as we go into the fall, you know, we don't know what this is going to look like again. So businesses like ours, I'm saying, hey, accept crypto. Like it's going to be great, and it's it's going to help you a lot in the long term, and it's going to help a lot with even with like marketing and just being a part of a community. So like when we talk about the collaboration we're doing with the brewery. Um, we're talking about them accepting cryptocurrency and I, I'm talking to some other people that do some sporting events and stuff and say, how can we implement more like NFTs into what we're trying to do as a, um, with our sporting community. And so the, the amount of things that's happening is great. And I just think it's, this is a, a really great time for small businesses to kind of get the leg up.
2: Totally. And speaking of NFTs, I, I heard that you guys are releasing some NFTs. Uh, have you released any yet and have these winners been chosen?
3: <laughs> so we we one of the first things we launched with was uh, an NFT. We tried to, um, okay. unfortunately, we we tried to do it through Rarible, and the verification process is taking us a very long time. And uh, so we actually never really got verified through Rarible. So we were we were just we decided to put the brakes on it for just a little bit. Um, but no, we we do have an NFT that's already minted of our uh, of our mascot. We call him Doji, um, but we. <laughs> We have our, our mascot, and it, that one's already minted, and it comes with a year of free coffee once we auction it off. Um, so we we are looking at doing that and doing more NFTs <coughs> in that space. Um, but we haven't we haven't officially launched it yet. Probably after this, we'll probably launch it, <laughs> probably okay, launch cool. it this week and uh, and see how that goes. But but we are looking into not just doing NFTs for something like that, but how can we better implement NFTs into our overall business model? So you talk about like with like uh, rewards programs and gift cards and like those kinds of things, like what are some things that we could do to potentially implement or do like a digital gallery, uh, you know, NFT gallery in our cafe, like things like that, that are kind of cool that we'd love to see. So lots of cool stuff with NFTs. I'm loving
2: yeah. I really like how you're using NFTs and giving them a real world use case. I mean, most of the NFTs we're seeing right now are just the pictures, just the media. And like, that's cool for what it is, but I I think it's even cooler when you give give it real world use cases, such as like free coffee for a year. I think that's, Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think that, and that'll incentivize more people to kind of see the space and uh, to Mm -hmm.
2: give it, give it a lot of thought. So,
3: um, you know, I, I think that a lot of more businesses will start seeing it as like, hey, this could be like a special reward, you know, you come and be able, like, if you have this NFT, you can come into this shop and, and redeem it for this, this and this, you know, like, I think there's so many use cases for NFTs that's just beyond buying a JPEG, you know, <laughs> so like, totally. I, I think, uh, you know, and I know that's like the, the joke with it, but I mean, there's there's so many use cases even for NFTs.
0: That's awesome. I, I think what you're saying there is, is really helps people get into blockchain. I think that's so true. Um, I think there's a lot of Dogecoin holders who don't even know what blockchain is, how it works. Um, but when they want to make that step into NFTs, they say, what the heck? Why is this worth money? It's just a, just a picture, right? So that's what actually gets them to you know take the step to learn about blockchain, learn about tokens. <laughs> Um, And it's like the next stepping stone, I think, from Doge to like onboarding the masses to to crypto and to blockchain. It's super cool. Um, Also, you guys sent me this the sweet Greg sticker that that came on the the coffee package as well. I think if you guys made some NFTs of those, it would be pretty cool as well. And maybe they could come with a couple of bags. Uh, Just just a thought throwing it out there. Um, Yeah, Brian. Brian has the next question.
1: So uh, can you tell us about any of the partnerships you guys have scored so far?
3: Yeah, so um, I'm rocking a Doge Drip hat right now. These are from our friends at, at Doge Drip & Co. Um, they're a bottled water uh, company, but they do all, all, more, more than just that. They, they have all kinds of Dogecoin merch and stuff that you can purchase with Dogecoin. They're great friends of ours. We love working with them. Um, they, sell, they sell our coffee, and, uh, and we, we have some more options for whenever we open the cafe. that We're, we're talking about ways that they can be a part of it. Um, they're also, you know, we've, we are working with uh, a brewery that's here uh, in Louisville. They're called Gravely uh, Brewing Company. And uh, they were working together on a collaboration uh, for a coffee IPA that's going to be coming out here in a couple of weeks. Um, and so we were excited about that and what that's going to look like. Uh, talking about, you know, maybe using the hashtag Doge Beer or something like that to, for, for uh, people that may not uh, like coffee, but they might like something like a, a, that kind of beverage. Uh, we were really excited about bringing that out. And then we also have um, we sponsor Lucidity FC here in Louisville. So there's lots of cool things that we're that we're uh, involved with, partnership-wise, uh, that we're looking forward to to kind of bring into the community.
1: That's awesome. Do you guys have any um, like personally uh, really exciting influencers or uh, supporters that you guys have had brought on? Like you mentioned one earlier, but I won't say it. I'll let you. But you know any like any really cool people that you'd never thought would be into. Dodge bean Doge Beans coffee, or you know, just supporting your whole mission.
3: Yeah, no, I think I think one of the coolest uh, connections that we've been able to make has has honestly been, you know, Greg. We see the CEO and all of that, and and uh, Greg has been absolutely stellar, um, and and has just been amazing to to work with and talk with, and uh, and you know, some you never know where like our coffee might end up. You know, we. Uh, Greg shared a picture of uh, of the CEO of that coffee on uh, on Logan Paul's like desk at his podcast for Impulsive, you know, and it's like things like that. They're like, man, this is this is crazy. Uh, we sent we sent coffee off to uh, a lot of other um, uh, influencers. But then there have been some major celebrities that we sent we sent coffee to that I really hope that they post a picture um, so that, you know, I can, I can be like, yeah, see, oh, so I can tell you that we did this, but there, there are other people that we sent it to that it blows my mind that we even have, you know, a connection with them. So, um, I can't divul- uh, divulge too much information on that, but we've sent coffee to people you wouldn't believe.
0: That's awesome. Very cool. So you said you talked with Greg, did you actually talk to him on the phone? I know he's never done any like voice interviews or anything like that.
3: Uh, I, I don't want to go too much into our relationship <laughs> okay. with Greg but okay. uh you know Greg Greg is the best as a, as as himself. Listen, Greg is from Kentucky, spelled K E Y, and uh and we we're very happy to have that kind of connection uh cuz we're here in Kentucky. And uh so we we have talked um uh in uh various different ways, but um okay. yeah, Greg is Greg is awesome. All, all I say is is you know, let let Greg be Greg. He's the CEO, and we are just happy that <laughs> the, the time of day. Sorry, that fell.
0: No, it's all good. I know I reached out to Greg on Twitter. He came on the uh, the Dogecoin, uh, trivia a couple of weeks ago. So I reached out to him on Twitter. I was like, "Hey, man, like, let's do an interview. Come on." Uh, he's like, "Sorry, like, I still haven't done any uh, like any interviews." I'm like, "Yeah, please let me know." I saw people were offering him like uh, serious amounts of money to like yeah. break his voice. All right. Um, so yeah, I mean, any anything that you got is it's pretty crazy. I've never heard someone <laughs> actually talking to to Greg before.
3: Yeah, it it kind of blows my mind seeing because we like we were very fortunate that just like with with Dogecoin kind of catching it at one cent like we did, we caught Greg at I think he had maybe twelve thousand followers at the time, and we had like a hundred and fifty. I was like, hey, we'd love to send you some coffee, and and he uh, he was like, yeah, no, this would be so great. And then he was even because I'd never used Twitter until Dogebeans, and he was sending us like. Here, here's ways to like you know to tweet better, you know to do what you're doing but better. So like Greg, we we owe a tremendous amount to Greg. He's he's been absolutely fantastic, the
1: homie. So um, this is more of like the future plan, like maybe five year, whatever, however, whichever way you want to look at it. But do you guys have any plans to uh, incorporate more blockchain, um, I guess services into your company, i.e., like a a, a ledger for um. To track your coffee, maybe even yes. co- coffee exchange swap, or maybe even coffee right. stablecoin. I'm gonna tm that one because that's a good idea.
3: <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, Bean Coin or something. Yeah, now, um, I think. Uh, I mean, we we're not looking at anything as far as a anything that has any kind of token attached to it. Um, yeah. Just because when you get into that, there are so many. I mean, we think about you know, there we we've seen in the community that there any time like uh, someone makes a token, it's it's a really um, you got to really know what you're doing, and yeah. our focus is going to be on our product and making it the best. We're we're happy with like consulting uh, other people that want to get into blockchain and what it looks like. I'm fascinated with blockchain as a technology. Like obviously, like I love you know cryptocurrency. I love uh, Dogecoin. There's so many other purposes for blockchain. Even when mm-hmm. it comes to like the supply chain, I think about you know green coffee and the importing what that looks like. I think about. Um, you know how you can do potentially like rewards programs, or like people have maybe a token of some kind that's verified that you know you can see. It's like there there's so many other ways that you can do um, you can operate within blockchain tech. That's yeah. that's so much fun, and uh, and you know I'm I'm excited about seeing it implemented more in the future. We do have plans to implement more things, um, but those are those are kind of in the future. Like that's the that, the main thing that we're focused on now is. Making the best cafe experience that we can, um, making the best coffee that we can and, and using that, that cafe to be an on-ramp for people that may not know about crypto or they're curious, they see all the stuff in the news, they don't know anything about blockchain, any of that kind of stuff. And just like how Doge is a great on-ramp into crypto, we hope to be a place that is a great on-ramp for people to, to get into it. So that's our focus right now. Once we have the first concept down then who knows the sky's the limit, you know, yeah. we'll, see, we'll see what we can do from that point. Cause I would love to do things with NFTs and things like that to get people to understand what it even is, you know? So, yeah,
1: that's awesome. The, um, yeah, that's kind of, you, you nailed exactly where I was, what I was getting at. And um, there is so much more stuff, and people. Some people only view the cryptocurrency just a token, and right. then also some people that's their whole product. And right. projects for your tokens of product don't really work. But blockchain technology can go so far. Just even in the coffee space, there's yeah, so absolutely. much to uncover. There's so much to unpack. You know, like yeah, like supply chain, or even showing where the beans exactly are from to to each yeah. point. I mean there's a lot of stuff you can do especially with like coffee or like those kinds of goods so that's awesome
3: i think about something even where you know um if you think about uh like how some people have like you know the mobile apps like for you know this business or whatever that uh, people can do like mobile ordering or they may deposit some money in like a gift card you know uh, those kinds of things where it's completely decentralized you wouldn't ever have to worry about you know some some big place somewhere getting hacked and then you know you losing all your info uh, or you know or all of that being compromised because it's on a blockchain it's not you know it's not on some kind of central server somewhere and i like it's stuff like that that i get really excited about so i mean this is this is the future and we get to be mm-hmm. a part of it and we hope our coffee gets to be a part of it and uh, and i think of just ways that we can just implement more blockchain into the business is, is going to be the way forward and we're really excited about it
1: that's awesome i will be i am going to come visit because we go to indiana a lot from knoxville and um we'll go through uh, Louisville. So I will let you know. I'll send you a tweet next time I'm there and we'll definitely, um, I think that'd be awesome. I just, it just clicked on me that I can do that. It's only a couple hours away.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. We'd love to, we'd love to have you. Um, You know, we, uh, we're, we're happy to be here. We're roasting coffee and uh, doing our thing and ideally we'll have a cafe by that time, next time you roll through town. So you'll be able to, to see it and, that's the thing we're excited about is we, we want to make the community proud and we want to make our city proud and that, uh, it's going to be something that people can uh, learn about crypto and have a great cup of coffee and, uh, and be able to be you a know, part of it and, and, and grow the community together.
0: Awesome. Andrew, I love the project. I love your enthusiasm. If you guys are enjoying the show today, uh, let us know by smashing the like button, send it to the moon. We only have 27 likes right now, but 200 viewers. So, so send the likes to the moon real quick for me. Um, but back to the interview, Andrew. Uh, so right now you're in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, do you plan on opening more brick and mortar locations like in your five-year plan maybe? Or, or are you going to focus on online growth? Uh, and why would you, why do you choose one over the other?
3: Yeah, so our, our mission is going to be kind of twofold. Uh, so obviously we want to keep growing our, our online presence. Um, but right now we're making a big shift to to the local presence. Um, and, and so our, our plan is... You know, to really grow this thing, we're looking at more than one location. So obviously we have our cafe here, but we're also looking for things like a drive through. And, yeah. uh, and, and the, that's where I, I get really excited about with the crypto is, you know, you want to think about transaction speed and how you can manage that for something like a grab and go window or a drive through or things like that, where you got the high transaction speeds. Something like Dogecoin works perfectly for that, um, where we can we can kind of uh, make make the best, you know, cafe or drive through experience that we can uh, focus on quality over quantity. Um, and then we can do pop-ups elsewhere. And, and who knows where that expands to? You know, I, we don't have any plans right now for anything with franchising or anything like that. But, you know, we don't know where this thing's going to be in five years. We, we kind of mm-hmm. have our, our growth strategy. But what that looks like is making the best quality, you know, coffee and cafe experience that we can that involves cryptocurrency and blockchain. And, uh, and we'll grow it, you know, city by city from there and just grow this thing and, and see where it goes.
0: Hell yeah. I love it. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I loved learning about Doge beans and I'm about to go make myself a cup of coffee. Um, but before I go, before um, that, I would like to give you the floor. If there's anything else you want to shout out where people can connect with you, what's coming up next, um, where should people go to find out more information?
3: Yeah. So uh, all of our coffees are available on DogeBeans.com. Uh, we're in a, we're in a big rebrand. So you're going to see the new logo, the new packaging, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, you can find all of our uh, all of our information on Doge. You can learn about our do only good everyday mission where we support uh, some nonprofits and other charities that are here in Louisville and uh, and ways that we like to be more involved in our community. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's a, that's a big piece. And then also, you know, we, we do coffee subscriptions. So if you are uh, curious as to, you know, getting more into coffee and, um, you know, you may come from like maybe a, you drink Starbucks on your way to work or you drink Folgers or Maxwell House or something in your coffee pot at home. Um, this is also kind of a gateway into specialty coffee. We got subscriptions that we can do for uh, like a, a moon, f- moon Fuel, which is our, you know, base espresso that we can do like every month or two weeks. You just set it on there. You can pay in crypto um, or we can do like a roaster's choice that you can pay in crypto. And as far as I know, we're the only coffee subscription that's in crypto. So uh, we're, we're really excited about it. And so I would say go to dogebeans.com. Check us out. We'd love your business and uh, we'd love to talk more about blockchain in the future.
0: Hell yeah. Thanks Andrew. Good to me. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks guys. Have, have a good one. All right. That was awesome. Andrew was a great interview. really enjoyed talking to him. We'll have to have him back on in the future. Um, but yeah, if you guys got a comment, solar upset, just finished the call. Uh, it is now nighttime behind me. I don't know what happened. The <laughs> storm just came out of nowhere. The trees, are like, the trees are like g- going crazy about to, oh man i did not see this this coming but it's going it's going and down the tornado a michigan oh, the old michigan tornado honestly it, it looks like it um okay now we have we have five minutes left um that went a little bit longer than we planned um but it was just because it was so good let's do our crypto face off now um uni versus sushi as promised in the title Um, Okay, so a little bit of background. Both of these are decentralized exchanges. Uniswap is the biggest decentralized exchange on Ethereum. And and the first one, um, SushiSwap, is a fork of it uh, created by an anonymous team headed by Chef Nomi on Twitter um, that that differentiates itself by having an expanded product offering. Whereas Uniswap uh, has concentrated liquidity and and that's really the battle right now. So, um, Ryan, you want to dive in a little bit more?
2: Yeah, sure. So if you would have asked me a year ago, you know, what's better, Uniswap or SushiSwap, I'd say, you know, there's no comparison. Uniswap is better. SushiSwap's literally just a copy of Uniswap. It's literally just forked code. It's the same thing with some extra rewards on top to incentivize users to put their liquidity on Sushi instead of Uniswap. Mm -hmm. Um, But since then, you know, I've really changed my mind. SushiSwap is a great DeFi platform. And honestly, I hold a lot of Uniswap, as some of you guys may know. I'm considering moving some of that over to Sushi just because, like Logan said, they've really expanded their product offerings. They're kind of like an all-in-one-stop shop for DeFi. Um, not only are they an automated market maker, so there's smart contracts where you can go ahead and trade whatever cryptocurrencies you want on the platform if it's built on Ethereum or wrapped on Ethereum. But now they have Kashi, which means lending in ja- in uh, Japanese. And it's a lending platform kind of similar to Aave, but you can, you can lend a lot lot of different cryptocurrencies on here. Ave has a lot, but uh, Kashi actually has more because people can go ahead and make a market for lending any cryptocurrency you want on Kashi. Uh, so you can you can you can invest in more risky a- assets this way. So it's definitely interesting. Um, something else I like about Sushi over Uni is their token actually pays dividends. Uh, so the way Uniswap works, their token is basically just a governance token. Sushi you can stake. And you can get 0.05% of the trading fees on the entire protocol. So for Uniswap, there's 0.3% that the user has to pay. Sushi is also 0.3%, but only 0.25% of that actually goes to the liquidity providers on Sushi. The other 0.05% is paid as dividends to Sushi holders. So you know that gives Sushi real value, and it really, uh, I guess, marks the value of Sushi as a decentralized platform. Uh, Whereas Uniswap, Uni's token is a little bit more speculative because you're not really getting any value from it per se right now, um, other than the governance aspect of that. So, yeah, I mean, I really like Sushi. I still hold Uni over Sushi because it is by far the largest decentralized exchange. It it still doesn't really compete. Uh, But like I said, and like Logan said, uh, Sushi has really opened up its product offering and it's really trying to tackle everything.
0: Mm-hmm. So when Sushi entered the market, uh, it was just just a fork, just a copy, um, but they've proved themselves time and time again, pushing out constant updates, tons of new code, uh, and, and just growing their platform continually over and over again. Um, yeah, Brian, do you have any thoughts on, on the debate here? Well, not to mention also uh, the fees are a little bit,
1: um, can be a little bit cheaper than Uniswap. Um, another thing to... Uh, wait. It's not quite like one inch, but you know, it is a little bit better. I I I kind of agree with you guys. I've been actually dabbling with sushi swap for a, a while. And then I switched to pancakes, I mean, um uniswap, then I went to the Binance Smart Chain and dealt with that, and then Bakery Swap, but they're all forks of each other. I mean, but each one. But the cool thing is, like, like you said, each one of these new ones, Uniswap started it. V3 is probably the best really you can get no matter what. But you know, Each one has their own little flavor and special deal. I wouldn't say either one's better than the other, but each of them can give you – there's a, a limitless number of pros and very few cons for either one. Um, I, I really like those.
2: Yeah, I'd say if you wanted a protocol that's very concentrated and the best at one thing, I'd go for Uniswap. If you're looking for more of a wide variety and just trying to invest in DeFi in general, I think Sushi may be better because of all these different product offerings now. I
1: didn't know about the pools and everything. That's new to me too. So that's I'm, I'm going to look into that a lot because that's really cool. Because I, I do like um, doing the lending pools and stuff because if your money's just going to sit there, might as well make your money, make money. Yeah. So um, I didn't know about that. So I'm definitely going to look into it because that's very interesting. I like that a whole lot. Yeah.
2: And they even have, they have another product called bento box and that's kind of like you're in finance. It's like a vault and it goes around finding liquidity to earn yield on your crypto. So that's, that's another cool one they have. Yeah, that's that's awesome.
1: Everyone's stepping it up, man. And we, at the very beginning of this, like even when we first started the show, there was such like, it it didn't even have this large of an ecosystem that we have now. Or, I mean, it did, but look at all the features and all the stuff that we have built on top of the stuff that how we learned how to use. Now, MetaMask and all these apps are not hard to use like they were when we first started, even first started the show a couple months ago. It was really difficult to show somebody how to get on the Binance Smart Chain through MetaMask now it's pretty dang simple and straightforward. I mean, I, I just wait until January of next year. What's going to happen? Where mm-hmm. we're going to be? All three of us will be millionaires. Just so you guys know, but
0: we'll figure it out. Uh, I'm not so sure about that last point there, but I am excited. Not to with see that attitude. <laughs> <where> crypto, <laughs> only if my JPEGs go up a lot. I'm very excited to see where crypto goes in the future, especially from a user experience perspective. Um, you know, taking away, abstracting all those. Difficult, um, you know, blockchain tactics and, and connecting all the blockchains eventually. I think that there's a lot of room to grow um, from like a mainstream point of view, point of adoption. Um, but yeah, uh, that is the end of our show, unfortunately, for today. Ryan or Brian, do you have any closing thoughts or,
2: or should I wrap it up? Check me out on Twitter. I'll give you a discount on some Benzinga merch.
1: Yeah, same. And I'll, we'll, we'll throw out some NFTs. I, we all need more Twitter followers, followers followers
0: all right you heard the guys go give us some more followers uh, and we will see you on wednesday with another great interview Uh, this is motorbust your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. we'll see you later get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com